Self-love is going through the pain, not away from it. It is staring at those pieces of me. And instead of turning away, looking down, distracting myself on my phone, it is moving through the pain because on the other side of the discomfort is the freedom you seek. If I could give you one message that could dramatically shift the direction of your life, I would tell you to visualize a world in which there was no judgment for the decisions you've made in the past, in which you weren't paralyzed by fear and you could make decisions that were in alignment with the life you desire to live. One in which you could speak only the truth of what exists on your heart. I would tell you to look at the life you're living now and reflect deeply on what you really wish could change. And then have you look down at the life you just created and the life you're living now. And I get real close and I look you in the eye. That type of look that says, this is too important to let pass. Your life is too important to let pass. And I'd lean in and with your full attention on me and those two life paths, I'd say, you choose. Welcome to the You Choose podcast. I'm your host, Billy Garson Jr. I'm a former division one and professional athlete turned men's mental health advocate. I'm a transformation coach, public speaker, and I'm the proud founder of the You Choose movement, which exists to equip young men with the tools and techniques to choose a life that is in alignment with their highest self. It is my greatest honor and privilege to be with you today, the young man who is in a period of great transition in his life, who's asking questions and seeking answers. And on this podcast, through a series of interviews with professional athletes, men's coaches, and self-help gurus, we aim to educate, equip, and inspire you to bridge the gap between where you are and where you aspire to be. So listen deeply and find yourself in the stories of those who've sat in your shoes and now walk in the areas in which you wish to walk. Welcome back to the You Choose podcast. Now, if you're here, today is a really important episode. I'm going to be honest. I've sat down. I've been sat here now. I'm looking at the ocean recording this and I've recorded this and re-recorded this and stopped this and done it again. And <laughs> it's funny. I'm recording an episode on learning to love myself and I'm critiquing the way I sound critiquing what I'm saying, whether it's right, wrong, whether I should say that, whether people will listen. I'm literally abandoning myself in every moment. And so I think this, this episode today is so important. So bear with me. Thank you for being here. We're talking about how I'm learning to love myself. Not learned. Not once new. Learning. I'm in the process, like we all are, of learning to love ourselves. So men and women, if you're here, Thank you for being here. Let's talk about self-love. Let's talk about learning to love ourselves. Let's talk about something that we so often neglect, avoid, discussing or even bringing to light. Um, which really, when we learn to love ourselves, 
at a true level, at an honest level, at a, a soul level, it is the key to the freedom we seek in every area of our life. And it's the foundation and the base for, you know, our happiness, our abundance, our freedom, and our fulfillment in life. So today I decided I'm going to speak from the heart. Self-love is a heart game. It's not a mind game. So why would I structure it? I'm going to speak from the heart about my personal definition of self-love. And I decided whatever comes through me, I'm going to say and I'm going to share. Um, so that's where I'm at. So I hope you get value out of this. Um, there's a lot I've picked up in regards to self-love, what it means. You know, we become these creatures of wanting new tips and habits and all of these different things. And that was me for a long time. It is still me now in many ways, you know, wanting new techniques and things. And I'll give you a lot of those today for sure. But I think the greatest way we can learn is through relating to one's experience. And first and foremost, recognizing that we aren't alone in certain, most actually experiences in our life. We relate heavily to with each other as men. Um, and secondly, beyond not being alone. If we can understand that we are bonded in those experiences and now we can learn from each other. We can learn from each other. And as men, we so often push each other away. We make ourselves the enemies of each other. When in reality, we are our greatest teachers. Ourselves and the men around us are the greatest teachers because we are all experiencing the same things at different times in our life. And if you can pick up a piece of value from somebody else, why not? It's the whole goal of the You Shoes movement. That's what everything, everything really that I'm looking to do is, is bring us all back together. And in order to do that, you must love you. So let's talk about self-love. I want to begin today by defining self-love. Um, if you can hear stuff in the background, it's just the waves. There might be a helicopter that flies above me. Um, but just sit with me here. So self-love. Self-love is a state of appreciation for oneself that grows from actions that support our physical, psychological, and spiritual growth. Self-love means having a high regard for your own well-being and happiness. Self-love means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to please others. Another more simple definition is that self-love is regard for one's own well-being and happiness. You know, I, the reason I think it's so important that we define self-love is because as men, the problem is not self-love. The problem is the relationship we have built to self-love. And when you don't know what something means, you always act in accordance with the definition you've created. And so by getting radically clear on what it means to love yourself, we can change how we show up. For me, what it means to love myself is to give my body, mind, spirit, soul, to give them what they need not what I want in any given moment, but what I need. Because what I want will change based on the state that I'm in. The guys I work with, 
I share with them that we all have so many, every single one of us, we have so many voices at play in our head. And the challenge is in distinguishing and separating the voices of society, friends, family, and hearing your own. And the toughest part and the toughest time to be able to hear your own voice is when you're questioning, when you're confused, when you're at a low level energy state. And so that's where we confuse what we want with what we need. And so often I've done that. I'll give you an example. More recently, as I've battled these feelings of loneliness, as I, Benny Brown calls it, braving the wilderness, as I step away, away from a lot of the people in my life to build my soul family and my worldwide family. Um, I'm like in this interim phase right now where there are lots of people in my life that are leaving my life and people that are starting to come in, but I'm in that like loneliness phase. And so often when I sit in these places, in these moments where I feel lonely, which happens a lot right now. Um, I'll convince myself that what I need in the moment, which is really just what I want, is to go and be around people, anyone. Friends that have left my life, go out to a party, go, I live in San Diego, so go to PB or downtown. Or, and that's what I will convince myself that I need in the moment when really that is my ego trying to run from the sitting in the discomfort, which is, you know, really what my ego wants. It's not what I need. What I need in those moments is to sit for longer. What I need in those moments might be to go and read a book. What I need in those moments might be to go and journal out my thoughts and my feelings. What I need in those moments is to go to the higher powers for me, God, and get back to the trust that I seem to have lost in those moments that everything is happening for me. Because when we think about and get confused between the relationship of what we want in any given moment versus what we need in any given moment, what we want is often a form of self-abandonment. The inner critic, the ego in us is always telling us the opposite of what we actually need. It's like, you know, when you go out and you tell yourself you're not going to drink and then you end up waking up the next day hungover and you regret everything you've just done. Or as a man, when you, because we've, most of us have done it, where you make the mistake of, I mean, you get horny, right? You end up sleeping with a girl after a night out and then the moment it's over, you regret everything that you've just done. Same thing with porn. When you go and think that you want to jack off, for example, and you go and watch porn, right? And the moment it's over, you're like, what have I done? I feel worse about myself. There's so many different instances in which we convince ourselves that this is what we want, right? In the moment, like these will all be a form of self-love. And in reality, they're a form of self-abandonment that lead us to lower levels of isolation, guilt, shame, fear. I don't know about you, but there's so many times that I've felt guilty. Alcohol, porn, 
I mean, I've used these so many times before, but when we don't define it clearly, the boundary between self-abandonment and self-love gets very easily confusing. And that's a scary line to walk on because self-love lifts you up, self-abandonment sinks you. And when we don't define it clearly, we see ourselves sinking and drowning and fighting for dear life all the time. And that's what most of us are doing. And that's what I have done for so long without clarity and what it really means to love yourself. You abandon yourself consistently. So let's get radically clear on what is not self-love. What is not self-love is running away from what you are feeling in the moment. What is not self-love is a quick fix. There are no quick fixes to what you feel in the moment. What is not self-love is sacrificing your own well-being because you would rather avoid a conversation. You would rather avoid saying no. You would rather avoid admitting that you don't want to eat that thing, that you don't want to take that thing, that you don't want to drink that thing, that you don't want to do that thing. Fear causes us to self-abandon. Courage is a great form of self-love. What else is not self-love? What to you is a form that is not self-love? Think about it in your life. I'm going to rattle off a couple examples here. Of moments in which I've abandoned myself. I shared some there, but... One of the great ones for me as I've gotten into this world of working and trying to serve you guys is there are many moments along this journey where I lack patience and I feel like I should be working harder and doing more and doing more and doing more. And in those moments, what I think is I need to go and do more. I think that's the form of self-love that I think I need. When I'm in this like phase of beating myself up, I convince myself that the form of self-love that I need is to go and check things off my list of tasks to do. And what I'm doing in that moment is I'm just abandoning myself because I'm not listening to what I really need. Why am I not checking off my tasks in the first place? Why am I not being disciplined enough in the first place? Why am I not following through in the first place? Maybe my body needs more rest, which is so often the case. Maybe I do need to be more disciplined with how I manage my time, which is so often the case. And by looking for a quick fix, we don't have time to see the real answer. We don't have time to part the clouds and get clear on what's the truth in what we're feeling. And because of that, we self-abandon. And when we self-abandon, I mean, at our core, we're frustrated at ourselves. Externally, we hurt the world. Eventually, at its deepest levels, you know, men hurt themselves. But at our core, we hurt the world. And at my worst, when I was self-abandoning, 
when I wasn't clear on what it meant to love myself. When I wasn't able to look myself in the mirror and say, Billy, I love you for who you are. I love your voice. I love your nose. I love your eyes. I love your accent. I love all of it. What I did was I would self-abandon. And the more I self-abandoned, the more content I got with self-abandonment. And the more normal it became to abandon myself to appease others. And the more fearful I came, became, and the more I hid. And eventually my continuous self-abandonment led me to porn addiction. My continuous self-abandonment led me to I mean, I think this is something that so many of us do. I, I just continued to hang out with the people that I didn't want to hang out with for the longest time. And they just made me feel worse about myself. You know, it's weird. <laughs> I'm having the battle right now internally. Like, what are you saying, Billy? You're coming across as a whiner, as a moaner making excuses like that's that's the dialogue that's going on in my mind right now as i'm saying this um someone's gotta say it though and i'm human so take this as you will but let's continue and let's shift a little bit into self-love what is what does self-love mean self-love for me has become Sitting with myself for longer. Self-love for me has become staring at myself in the mirror and looking at all the parts of myself that I've come to hate. My nose, too big always red, my acne, no one likes me because of my acne, my acne, my acne, my acne, my ears too big to grow my hair out so that my hair covers my ears, my face too round, I gotta go buy that thing on Amazon so that I can get a finer jawline so that I like myself more. Self-love for me has been looking at myself in the mirror and staring at the parts of me that I've come to hate and not turning away. Self-love is going through the pain, not away from it. It is staring at those pieces of me. And instead of turning away, looking down, distracting myself on my phone, it is moving through the pain because on the other side of the discomfort is the freedom you seek, is the love that I seek, 
and I have to get really radically comfortable, if I'm going to be in my own skin, if I'm going to be in this body until the moment this body no longer exists, till the moment this heart stops beating, if I'm going to be in this body, I better fall in love with every fucking piece of it. Every piece of this body, I better love. And what that takes is to figure out why I've come to hate it. What that takes is to figure out why I've come to dislike me. What that takes is to stay still when it would be easier to run. Self-love is standing still in the moments where it's easier to run away. Self-love is moving towards in the moments where it's easier to run away. Self-love is moving through Self-love is facing, not avoiding the shit. Anything that you're avoiding in your life is a form of self-abandonment that you're choosing to avoid. What conversation are you choosing to avoid? Is there a girl in your life that you're dating? This is the problem that I see with so many men. Is there a woman in your life that you're with right now? that you're questioning whether you should be with or shouldn't be with, yet you're afraid of having that conversation. It doesn't even have to be the breakup conversation, but the conversation about what's really going on in your mind so that you can get more clarity. Or maybe it is the conversation of, I want to end this, yet you choose to stay out of fear of having the honest conversation. That is self-abandonment to please others. I know there are a lot of men listening to this that are in relationships right now that they shouldn't be in yet they stay. I was that for a long time. Letting fear win. Let's get radically honest right now. You're letting fear win. While at the same time being strong, are you? Letting fear win. I know I'm rattling off a lot of things right now and I'm going off on a tangent. And if you're on the video, you see I've got my eyes closed. This is now me in my heart. This is me just talking. Letting what comes through me come. One of the practices that I just shared there is something that I think is great for every young man, which is to look yourself in the mirror. And we so often judge ourselves by our physical bodies right? We like look at ourselves. There's, you know, there's a lot of going on with women right now about body image. And I think, I think that's a problem men face too. Body image and face image and how we see ourselves. And one of the practices for self-love that I have come to do, and in fact, I wish I actually did it more and I probably will after this podcast start doing it more 
It is looking in the mirror at yourself. It is getting really close to yourself. I'm getting emotional as I talk about this because I know what that process is like. I know what that process is like. When you look at yourself in the mirror and you really sit with yourself, you see all the scars. You see how you've been treating yourself for so long. And that brings up a lot of emotion. So one of the practices I do is I stare at myself in the mirror for as long as it takes. Another practice in the form of self-love for me is uh, choosing in the moment, no matter how uncomfortable, to do what I need to do. Today, I canceled and rescheduled a lot of things in my day to come to the beach and record this, to book a massage, I'm gonna have lunch with a friend. Because I know that if I want to show up for the world, for myself, for others in the world, if I wanna show up, I need today to get back to at least 80%. Self-love is really checking in, in that regard. What percentage am I at today? What we realize when we actually ask that question and get radically honest with ourselves is, you know, most of our lives we spend at like less than a 50%. Yeah, we just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. I'm going to open the door here because it's really warm. I'm sweating. Maybe that's because I'm getting into it. <laughs> but it's funny, even as I'm saying this, like piece of me is saying, you sound weak, you sound all of these things. Um, where was I? I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, we sit at less than 50%. And if you can hear cars, just stay with me, ignore the cars. Um, we sit and we move through life at less than 50%. And at the same time, we're asking ourselves like on those days where we feel great, like why can't I feel like this more? Well, isn't it funny that so often the days that we feel like that are the days that we've given ourselves permission to just sort of do whatever, to follow our heart, to be ourselves, to do what we've wanted to do. And at the same time, we're like abandoning ourselves so consistently by just keeping going. There's so much here that I think I could 
talk about and say about, I think a lot of it's societal acceptance of who we can be. You know, like you got to keep going, got to grind. Grind culture has become a big thing now. Got to hustle. And our brains are getting programmed by everything we're seeing all the time. And when we're comparing ourselves, we're leaving ourselves. I think self-love is the act of choosing ourselves. And the reason we don't choose ourselves is because we've forgotten how. We've forgotten how. And when I talk about like society's norms and being confined to a box, like we've forgotten how to choose ourselves without being labeled. A selfish. I'm going to rattle off some more self-love practices I've decided that have become great for me. One of those is shifting the narratives. Shifting the narratives in our life. The narratives about what we've become to believe about ourselves. Anything that comes after I am is a telltale sign about how you see yourself. Sometimes you speak those words out loud. I'm so ugly. I'm such an idiot. Anything that comes after I am, whether you think you're joking or not, That's a telltale sign of the relationship you've built with yourself. How do you speak about you? What are those words that come after I am? So changing those for me has been a huge, huge benefactor of my more consistent happiness, abundance, freedom in life. Another one is giving myself what I really, really need in the moment. Like finding the things. I put this on my Instagram story the other day. Finding the things that remind me I'm alive. For me, going in the ocean reminds me I'm alive. On top of that, I think it's also finding the things, like when I say make us feel alive, like why do we feel alive? And I know I'm taking a little bit of a sidestep here, but what makes us feel alive? Presence is the most sincere form of aliveness. And when I'm in the ocean, I'm alive because I have to be present. I have to focus on the wave that's coming at me. I have to dive in the water and sometimes the water's cold and that shocks my body into life. I have to be present. Scorpions on the ground. <laughs> brings me into presence. Anything cold water like that, cold plunges, that brings me into presence. Makes me feel and reminds me that I'm alive. Those things that I'm afraid of. I look back to when I was so scared of, I still am afraid of heights, but you know, when I ziplined for the first time, that first one was so difficult. But the moment that I got through that first one, it was like I 
I'm alive. And I think that's another form of self-love is looking at the things we're afraid of doing and choosing to do them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Choosing to do them anyway. You know? Because of that aliveness that we get. Because it helps us learn to trust ourselves. And the more that we trust ourselves, the more we love ourselves. So for me, afraid of heights, going to do things more consistently that remind me I'm alive. It's funny, every time I land on an airplane, there's this huge feeling of like, I'm alive. Because I've spent the past hour, two hours, 10 hours, however long the flight is thinking I'm going to die. You know, but zip lining was another one for me. The ocean, cold plunge, anything that is new. You know, one of the things that, that helps me remind me I'm alive is going to ask a girl out. Going to ask a woman out that I, like, <laughs> I've been practicing this for the past year now. You know, if I see a girl at a coffee shop, right, the typical reaction would be to imagine, oh, imagine if I could go and talk to her. Well, why can't I? Why can't I? Or why I have convinced myself I can't is because she won't like me. She won't like my nose. She won't like my ears. She won't like my voice. She won't like my height. She won't like all the things. And anything that I think others won't like in me really is just a mirror for what I don't like in myself. So why can't I? I can't. I can't. So self-love is going to have that conversation. Regardless of the outcome. Regardless of the outcome, it is keeping your heart open in the moments where it is easier to close. Going and having that conversation. In fact, as I'm saying this, there's someone I have to reach out to <laughs> that I'm going to, um, that I haven't been doing out of fear, actually. Uh, so there's someone I have to reach out to. That's what self-love is. Self-abandonment is the opposite of that. Choosing not to go and have that conversation because you believe you're not good enough. You believe you're not worthy. All of these lies that we've created in ourselves. Self-love is going back to that little boy. The little boy who knew innately who he was wouldn't accept anybody talking negatively to him, about him, with him. It's being him. Moving in tune with all of your emotions, not suppressing them, hiding, hiding them or abandoning them. Because when you're a little boy, you haven't created any beliefs about yourself yet. No one's had the chance to tell you you're so ugly. You're not good enough. She won't like you. She won't. No one's had the chance to tell you that. So you just do what you want. 
it's just over time the lies that we create about ourselves others in the world that's what takes us further and further away from ourselves so self-love is coming home to that little boy inside i know i'm talking about so many things today and i'm really just rambling and i hope this is is giving you value as i'm sharing it um i know there's cars in the background and waves and <laughs> but i'm not i think i will post this um yeah i hope you're taking notes if you are you know i think there's a lot i've said in here and although not structured <laughs> it's a, a really a collection of the past five years of me learning to love myself something i'm still learning to do um and I think I've shared a lot. Self-love is loving you. Self-love is choosing you. When it would be easier to choose others. Self-love is choosing the path. Not of least resistance. Often the path of most resistance. Because it is your life. Because it is your decisions. Because you're in your body. And self-love is truly choosing you. That may be choosing the career that you know you want. That may be choosing the person that you feel is right for you. That may be choosing the environment that you know is right for you. That may be choosing to move out of your house. That may be choosing to move states. That may be choosing to switch careers. That may be choosing to break up with the girl. That may be choosing to stay with the girl that may be choosing to do that thing. I may be choosing to go on that trip. Self-love is choosing you when it's easier, when it's easier to choose to listen to what others want for you. That is the highest form of self-love. A huge practice in self-love for me was being able to leave my soccer career. Like I love soccer. Don't get me wrong. I love the game. It's been all I've known since four years old, three years old, two years old, but all I've played since four years old. But self-love for me was when it's easier to listen to the voices of everyone around me telling me what I should do. Self-love is choosing me. I got a lot of more, a lot of more. Doesn't even make sense. I've got a lot more self-love initiatives to follow through on especially over the next few months in where i'm living in who i'm with in who i surround myself with you know self-love is saying no to that friend and having an honest conversation with him about why you don't think you can be in his life anymore about what you feel when you're in his company. Self-love is being willing to say no to him when he asks to hang out because you know how you feel after you hang out with him. That's self-love. Self-love is when that first feeling is telling you what to do 
And everything else that comes after is you convincing yourself why you shouldn't do it. Self-love is the first feeling. Going with that, no matter how tough. Self-love is trusting. You know, really at the core of it, self-love is a, a relationship. You're building a relationship with yourself. When you embark on self-love, think about this. Like when you, when you ask somebody, when you ask a woman, like, will you be my girlfriend, for example, when you start dating somebody, when you start dating somebody, over time, you go from, I like this person, to I love this person, to I'm in love with this person, to I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. And there is not a moment that I wake up that I don't think and believe that this person is the one for me. That is love of somebody externally to you. Now imagine if we all took that process and implemented that for ourselves. Self-love. Start dating you. Learning to like you. Over time, learning to love you. Even the worst parts of you. We say that often to the woman in our life. You know, I love even the worst parts of you the quirky, funny, you fall in love with those parts too. So imagine if that's how we treated ourselves, you know? I'm going from not really knowing myself, which is really at the core of it. <laughs> we've spent years, 20, 25, 30, however many years you've been alive, we've spent years of our life in our own body, but we don't really know ourselves. So self-love is first learning to know yourself, then learning to like yourself, then learning to love yourself. And then getting to the point where you're ready to put a ring on your own finger and say, I know that this guy in my body is the guy that I want to spend every single moment of every day with for the rest of my life. And I don't need anything or anyone else. Because I love me. Because I love me. And then you follow the same process that you would with a woman in your life. To go from like to love, you date yourself more. This has been a huge practice for me. Take yourself out to sushi. Ask yourself questions. Sit with yourself for longer. Answer those questions. Treat yourself to a dessert. Go to a movie by yourself. Take yourself on a walk. Comfort yourself. Sometimes that means literally giving yourself a hug. Sometimes that means literally taking, I went and bought essential oils and like massaging myself. Sometimes that means doing the uncomfortable thing 
things that maybe you don't want to do, as I shared in the beginning of this episode, because you know you need to do it for the one that you love, which is you. And when you love yourself that deeply, you do it for you. You do it for you. I think that's where I maybe want to end this today. Not maybe. This is where I want to end this. This is where I'm going to end this. Self-love is really dating yourself. That's a great practice. I think if you take anything from this, it's go and date you to learn more about you so you can fall in love with you. You know, when you're in love, I learned this when I was first in love. When you're in love, you do crazy things. You do things that don't even make sense for the other person. With my first girlfriend, I was on the verge of signing a professional contract in England and things were on slippery slopes with my first girlfriend. I booked a flight. I had like $400 total in my bank account at the time. I was 19 years old. I borrowed money from somebody. Uh, it was actually my client at the time. I borrowed money from one of my clients who I had a great relationship with to go and fly and see my girlfriend for two weeks. I was in England. She was in Portland. <laughs> you do crazy things for love. Crazy things like choose that person over anyone or anything else. And if you love you, you do crazy things for you. Things like move out of your environment because that's what you need. Hmm. You do things like change your career. You do things like tell that person how they're really making you feel. You do things that wouldn't make sense to most other people. I think that is the highest form of self-love is doing things <laughs> even when they don't make sense. In fact, especially when they don't make sense because you're doing that for the love of you. I think I'm going to leave this one at that. We started a little bit slow today. We went back and forth. Yeah. Self-love is dating you. Lo falling in love with you. Putting a ring on your own finger. I think that's how every other relationship in your life, your relationship with family, friends, the woman in your life and your relationship with the world will be dramatically different when you already have a ring on your own finger that you have committed your life to you. That's what marriage is, right? You commit your life to somebody else in sickness or in health. You commit to not abandon that person. Put a ring on your own finger. And don't expect that you're going to put a ring on your finger the first day you've met yourself. Let today be that day. You know? 
Like those people in your life that you've known for 30 years, but you don't really know them. <laughs> That's you. That's how I was with me. I knew myself for 18 years, but I didn't really know me until I started getting to know me. Self-love is committing to getting to know you. So let today be the day that you first met you. Introduce yourself. Hey, Billy. <laughs> I'm Billy. It's nice to meet you. Billy, can I take you on a date? I'd love to get to know you more. Billy, what do you like to do? Billy, tell me about yourself. What do you enjoy? What are your passions? What do you do when you're sick? Where do you go? What's your family like? Learn about you. And let today be the day that you start that. What are you going to do today? The day that you just met you. You've introduced yourself. You've now met you. You kind of like you. You're intriguing to you. And now it's time you ask you on a date. Where are you going to take yourself? What are you going to do? Now that you've met you, you're spending every day with you for the next few months until you officially ask you to be in your life more consistently. You're going to learn to like you. Then you're going to learn to love you, really love you, you know? This love at first sight thing can't be possible when you're in your own body and you see all the flaws, you know? There's a chance for you to pull up all those flaws and still love you. So let today be that day. Self-love, your journey of self-love. Let it begin right now. If you're near a mirror, go and look yourself in the eye. Say, hi, I'm... Just introduce yourself. Today's the day you fell so deeply in the process of learning to love yourself. I don't know what day this episode will be released, but <laughs> whatever day you're listening to this, look at that date, mark it in the calendar, the day you laid eyes on you. <laughs> Today's the day that I laid eyes on me. I wish I had that date in my calendar. That would be pretty cool. The day I first laid eyes on me. I'll commit to a whole new date in today, okay? I'm recording this on Tuesday, March 29th. March 29th is the day that I saw myself for the first time in a whole different light. I'm looking myself actually in the mirror of my car right now. <laughs> Today's the day.
Today's the day. Learn to love you, brother. Learn to love you. I know this was long-winded. <laughs> I know there's a lot in here. I know we started slow and went all around the world in many ways, but I appreciate you sticking with me. This is a really, really, really important episode. And I really hope you took the time today to listen deeply. To reflect on your life thus far. To make a new choice. And to choose you. Head over to BillyGartonJr.com. Scroll down to the section that reads, Are you looking for a place to figure it all out? Click on the button that reads, Count me in, fill out the information, and a member of my team will be sure to reach out to get you involved in the You Choose Brotherhood. Boy, will this brotherhood change your life. Community and connection meets courageous conversation. Monthly mastermind calls, bi-monthly brotherhood check-ins, mini courses, and answers to some of your life's greatest questions. We have it all in here. Head over to billygartonjr.com. Scroll down to the section that reads, are you looking for a place to figure it all out? Click on the button that reads, count me in, fill out the information, and a member of my team will be sure to reach out. Super excited to see you there. If you're new here, thank you for being here. Please subscribe to the podcast. We have more of these episodes coming around. A lot more for you as a young man. We've had some great guests on so far. And if you don't already, go follow me at Billy Garton Jr. across all the platforms. My main two are Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I post a little bit on LinkedIn as well. And by now, the You Choose movement should be around the You Choose Brotherhood. Uh, one of our signature offerings is that we provide a space for community and courageous conversation for men to have conversations like this with each other not listening to me talk, but actually bring real world circumstances and situations to light that we can all sit in together and relate to and receive guidance from each other and also from mentors. We host mastermind calls in there as well. Um, to become a member of the You Choose Brotherhood, it's like less than a price of, less than what you'd pay for coffee every single month. So um, go and sign up. It's life changing truly life-changing to sit with brothers who can relate to you, who get you and who can guide you to a new place to learn from mentors who've sat in the spaces, been before you end up creating enormous amounts of success, wealth, abundance, and happiness in their life. Uh, it's really a true blessing to be a part of. Um, so go check it out. I think you'll really, really enjoy it. Again, thank you so much for sticking around. Remember, Remember this. Really remember this and really hear me when I say this. No matter how difficult, no matter how frustrating, no matter how scary, you choose. You choose. If you want to stop everything right now, you choose. If you want to change, you choose. We so often forget we have a choice in this life. And this choice is yours. You choose. Go choose today. And every day moving forward. Peace, brother. See you soon.